97.3, KFCF Fresno 88.1, online at kpfa.org. It's 3 o'clock. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. It's so beautiful today. I can hardly, can hardly lift up my, my head. I just want to go lie in the grass. My hibiscus plants out on my back balcony are just bursting. Uh, the flowers are gold and red. There's two shades of gold. One's a kind of dark, rusty orange and uh, the other one's so light that I think I have to call it yellow. I had to resist the temptation to cut one and pin it in my hair. It's absolute sin to cut, to cut flowers. Anyway, hibiscus flowers are so delicate. You know, lasts less than a day. Frailty is so touching. Mutability. Always the theme of the best poetry. Ah, that brief candle of the moment. Gone, gone. I thought of that theme when I watched some bits of the so-called debate on Fox TV. Republicans in bunches, clusters, you know, lumps. Trump, the lump. <laughs> this stuff is going to go on and on ah, more than a year, folks. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, do these guys ever leave Ohio? Those who live in the middle of this country in the flyover, uh, maybe they, they just never get a chance to come up for air. Maybe they're suffocating out there. The ones who get around, who travel, who are by coastal anyway they have no excuse for their ignorance surely donald trump has traveled um, i mean i suppose he has a passport unlike the majority of our congressmen uh, and senators uh, strange to think these guys never leave the united states anyway if Trump does leave home, surely he has noticed that in the 21st century, even stand-up, stand-up comics uh, no longer use biology as a weapon against women. Surely Trump, the chump, you know, on that panel of candidates, uh, uh, he, he looked like, what is that? He looked like the 
the court jester, and that's hard to do in a, in a whole row of uh, jesters. Uh, I keep thinking these guys have staffs, you know, something to edit them, caution them, perhaps, warn them. I keep thinking they surely had time to research. Uh, yes, they. oh, they researched Megan Kelly's menstrual cycle. Uh, she was there to ask the questions and not to face abuse. He said something about the blood in her eye. Yes. Uh, uh, he didn't even say that well. He said, I think blood coming out of her eyes, I think, you know. Blood in the eyes, the old classic expression. Anyway, he said that. Or coming, uh, let's see, he said coming out of wherever. Yes. Blood coming out of her eyes or out of wherever. Uh, his staff was later consulted about this stupid remark. And the staff insisted that Trump had said uh, not wherever, but whatever. In any case, uh, I had trouble. I just had trouble watching and I just watched and winced. Uh they're going to continue this dog and pony show. Nothing, nothing embarrasses these men. Uh, have you no decency, boys? Have you no shame? This election is not going to catch me wringing my hands again this year. I've had enough. I'm too old for this nonsense. The debacle of the 2000... Uh, <laughs> electoral uh, decision. Oh, God, that Supreme Court, that left me believing that somebody somewhere is twisting somebody else's arm and that the numbers, the votes are not and never are, never have been the issue. It's who is counting them. Yes. Aha, the attacks on voting rights, on the Voting Rights Act itself, leave me thinking that this time, next time, anything can happen. Anything. Never again, I say to myself, never again and again and again. None of that. We do what's doable, right? And then just shut up. And then the only solution is to laugh, for Christ's sake. Uh, it's got to be absurd. What else can it be? Always, that's the way to sanity, yes. <laughs> the comedian John Stewart has quit the TV. Uh, I guess he was, well, he was the best we had. He had a show called The Daily Show, and it's no more. Sixteen years trying to make the world safe for satire. In the tradition of Mort Saul, I think, yes. Uh, he did try. He did try to roast the Republicans and, and anyone else he thought was screwing up. Uh, Bill O'Reilly took a hit. <laughs> More about that some other time. John Stewart did keep it funny. That was his criteria. It had to be funny first and political second. It is. It is a loss not to have the Daily Show on TV. And as Hillary herself said on his very last, last farewell show, she said, And just 
when I'm running for president. Cute. That's cute. The cutest thing of all uh, on that farewell show was a room full of dogs seated around a table. Uh, supposedly in the show's executive suite. For some reason, I I laughed out loud. They they did make it work. I think it was the expression on the dogs' faces. You know, it's like that famous painting of dogs sitting around a table playing cards. You know. Anyway, uh, somebody somebody thought that up and they they got it. He has a huge staff, actually, John Stewart. Uh, he waved goodbye with a dry eye, uh, and he's not uh, one to, well, he doesn't cry exactly, but I have seen him break down once or twice this time. This time, he was quite clever, and he said, quote, I won't miss me. I'm sure we have not seen the last of John Stewart. He'll write a book like everyone else, and of course, he's free to work on the uh, campaigns, the electoral campaigns of those he admires. Yes, a traveling court jester. Could be, maybe, for HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, HRC. R.C., right. H.R.H. is Her Royal Highness. H.R.C., well, cease, cease, as we said in the 50s. Politics is a headache ongoing forever. Poetry is a better choice. Uh, especially poetry about politics. That's my favorite. Uh, I tried to find a wonderful poem by my friend Alicia Ostricker. She teaches at Rutgers, I think she's still teaching at Rutgers these days. Uh, she had uh, lots of classes there. I think she's down to just a few. She's not as old as I am, but she's getting there. Anyway, she had a hilarious poem about uh, public radio. And I can't for the life of me find it, but I've got one here that I admire very, very much. It's called Judgment. It's in her collection, The Book of Life. Alicia... Ostracker, uh, selected poems 1979 to 2011. The poem is called Judgment. One of these days, oh, one of these days, will be a festival and a judgment, and our enemies will be thrown into the pit while we rejoice and sing hymns. Some people actually think this way. <laughs> anyway, I was going to read some of her more heartbreaking poems about, oh golly, uh, the losses. So many losses. Uh, it's getting hard to take. Uh, I guess I should try to show a little courage. Uh, these are strange, strange days. We don't know from one day to the next whether or not to take this stuff seriously. I keep reading all my old material on what happened when the Weimar Republic collapsed, you know. Uh, uh, women kicked out of the Reichstag overnight. There were so many women 
uh, there between the two world wars in Germany, more than we have here in this country, now or then. And uh, suddenly, oh gosh, not overnight, but you know, in a month or two, everything upside down. Uh, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. I'm skipping here. Skipping here to uh, a piece that uh, I tried to write years ago after I had given up on politics then, believe it or not. It has always been the same. Uh, I remember thinking that it was beginning to affect my children, all this uh, moaning and groaning. Uh, I'm going to start with a piece uh, that I wrote back in the day, back in the day, uh, late winter, 1977, gosh, I can't sleep in this heat wave, in dreams, I hear cypress trees above me, my son Simon is 14 now, puberty has come, he doesn't sleep either, Late last night he woke up. He wandered outside, goofy from the heat. He circled our apartment house pool a few times. Standing at the deep end, he spread his arms out, crying. They never learn. Not Christ, not nobody. He fell backwards into the water. The manager saw him and crashed through her back gate, yelling, What are you doing in that pool in the middle of the night with your shoes on? Simon hauled himself out, took off his jeans, wrung them out, saying, Oh, hell, I fell in, and cypress trees... This morning I plead for the right to write. I type titles on envelopes for new poems about new politics, and I put dates of beginning and ending on each envelope. And then when the envelope's full, I file it in the big box with the date. And yes, and more and more until there is enough. Then I pretend that the poetry readings are a joke. I put on the, uh, I put on the shelf there. It's behind the bar in the Salamandra, the place we used to read poetry in. It was my, uh, <laughs> my epigram called literary criticism. If it's more work to read it than it was to write it, burn it. And then continuing again, each time my life is broken into and once more, beginning to continue, always playing the Zen Buddhist whose work takes care of itself, takes care of itself, takes care of itself. I never admit that every line is an autopsy. I pray to the pictures on my desk. Sappho, Emily and Charlotte Bronte, 
Christina Rossetti and her mother, Virginia Woolf and her mother, and so many more. Isadora Duncan and Gertrude Stein, coming and going through my dreams, talking mostly about the sea. Gertrude Stein noticed that my house was ankle-deep in sea water. She trudged round to the back, where the breakers were knocking down the walls. The rust gave the thing the look of an ancient shipwreck. She seemed to enjoy wading in the tide pools, splashing and laughing. In the serious mornings, I take manuscripts to the post office and I wait. An editor asks why I want to. I must remember to ask him the same. And there's money to be had in the arts. Jim said so. There's money, he said, but don't depend on it. Don't give it too much thought. And the damn telephone. No, I can't come with you this time. I'm so afraid of dissipating the strength I haven't got. I'll rest. I'll get lots of rest now. Yesterday, I went into a restroom, I imagined. Someone was dead in there in the little cabinet. I couldn't use the toilet because I was so sure someone in there was dead behind the door. And cypress trees. And people. Sally can't go to Santa Cruz because her brakes are sick. We can go to dinner, though. We can eat with chopsticks, which is better than an evening with him, because he is so boring now. I tell him, it's like sandwiches. All that uh, fornicating, you know. Word I can't use here, yes. Uh, it's like sandwiches. There has to be something in between. He calls it self-pity when I talk that way. I call it sadness. Kirsten says she is always right in front of the fan when the S hits. Write poem, fan dance. There was a woman lost her wig in the wind today. Lost her little reddish-brown wig in the wind on the street where it flew in there among the cars like a terrified puppy, and the woman with her wisps of gray hair ran here and there among the cars, chasing her wig, and the high school girls snickered, and cypress trees, seven years, seven years, until I'm old, old. Simon will be twenty-one. Christina Rossetti was born on my birthday in 1830. She is ah, exactly 103 years older than I, or I am exactly 103 years older than she, depending on how you look at it. Hmm. Emily Dickinson was born five days after Christina how I miss them. There is still, still a great deal of work to be done. Even here, even now, there are lists to be made. 
For the long night cometh, and the silence, and the cypress trees, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. I watch and I wait for crib death among my middle-aged friends. I say words and words over and over again and again. Laudanum, the wine of opium, laudanum. Septipara, a woman who has borne seven children. Septipara. Thing, a thing, is a Scandinavian assembly or court of justice during the Middle Ages. A thing. <laughs> what do people mean when they talk about things? I mean, is everyone doing her, his own Scandinavian assembly? Yes. That's what I must do. I must say words as long as I can. I must say everything, all the things, until I can narrow things down and make them mean something, anything, no thing I will write down. Things as they happen. Then I can follow the lines. Margaret came to stay. Just a nice quiet weekend, she said. No philosophy, please. Passing me on the street, a young black man stooped to look into my face. Was it so bad, miss, he asked. I have read a story about Ruth Gordon. She says she might have married Alexander Wolcott, except his glasses were always dirty. Oh, but those are events. Those are not things. Things are what fall apart. Last summer I found that oh-so-red starfish on the beach in Carmel. And it was oh-so-red, Simon said. It must have come from China all the way, but I can't see so well this year. And I fell in the sand, and I lost it. I sat on the beach all evening beneath that twisted cypress tree at the bottom of the hill. I drank a whole bottle of wine, Big Sir Red. Poor old sea, I said. <laughs> You're growing old. I think, I think I'll read a little bit more of this. Uh, I have some other poems that I think I'll save. Uh, they're a bit, just a bit too grim. I keep telling myself, we can't afford grief this season. Uh, let's see. This section begins with lines from a ballad. How many blackberries grow in the deep? Blue sea, how many dark ships in the forest? It's late in the 20th century, and I'm walking to the end of the beach. Shall I write it all here, simply sitting down on the sand? Or should I walk 
to the end, to the place where I can't get through or over the rocks. Then, having seen it all from that direction, that is, going towards the end, should I turn around and write about it on the way back, reflecting on what is past? Is it all the same, coming and going? I won't remember it right. I'll forget the stagnant tide pool offshore when I'm walking next to the surf at the tide's edge where the pebbles crack and rattle like hailstones. Maybe it's not possible to get to the end. It always starts again somewhere beyond I've gotten as far as I am now. I tried to follow the shoreline as closely as possible, keeping one foot on the sand and one foot in the water. There is a place where the rocks can be penetrated, but I always cut my feet and the beach there on the other side of the stones. It looks very much like the one I'm on. My friend Greta is sitting here under a cypress tree. She's bathed in the sun. She has made one trip up the hill to the Belladonna Bar. The old red lanterns are not lit. It's still only afternoon. There is still a long, long evening to be lived. A nostalgia for nightshade is passing over me and my middle age shows. Greta says, I'm a pain in the ass. Greta and I have come to the sea to celebrate the annual autumn mysteries, the Eleusian mysteries of Demeter or Demeter and Persephone, her daughter. These are the old rites, the sea bathing, slaughter of pigs, purification, the final knowing and rebirth. For thousands of years before Christ, the great goddess kept it all together. I want to believe in the past, be cleansed, and go home to find Simon sitting with a new Rapunzel. I want to know we're getting somewhere. I want to laugh at them. My children call them the mermaid and the minotaur and feel a part of living, and I want to cheer up. I know there is rebirth. It's time for a U-turn. Time to begin again. Beginning. If only, if only I could end this little book. There is a voice in my brain in the passage. My left brain goes just so far... And then my right brain quits sending messages and there is a voice in the passage between my right brain and my left brain and it's screaming liar and then it laughs. They say when thought and feeling come together, then words are true. All the feminists tell me so. So who is it in the passage laughing? They say that ancient wisdom is locked inside us. 
All the psychics say so. The word they say is revelation. It's the force that enables one thing to create another. But the words, the words have failed me. Old words rang like bells. Now the awe is gone. Now they, the words, are only kind or unkind. Is that one more lie? My friend Greta wants a drink. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I'll be back on the air next week at this same time. God is willing. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadow. KPFA listeners, new amendments to the Pacifica Radio Bylaws have been proposed and are available for review at the Pacifica Foundation website at www.pacifica.org, as well as the upcoming vote by the Pacifica Board and delegates regarding these amendments to the Pacifica Radio Bylaws. That's all at pacifica.org.